0: with some educated man. Walter Morell seemed melted away before her. She was to the miner that thing of mystery and fascination, a lady. Gertrude Coppard watched him as he danced, a certain subtle exultation like glamour in his movement. She thought him rather wonderful, never having met anyone like him. She was rather contemptuous of dancing, she had not the slightest inclination towards that accomplishment. She was a Puritan, like her father. Therefore the dusky, golden softness of this man's sensuous flame of life, that flowed off his flesh like the flame from a candle, seemed to her something miraculous. He came and bowed above her. A warmth radiated through her as if she had drunk wine. Now, Do come and have this one with me, he said caressively. It's easy, you know. I'm pining to see you dance. She smiled, and her smile was very beautiful. It moved the man so that he forgot everything. No, I won't dance, she said softly. Not knowing what he was doing, he often did the right thing by instinct. He sat beside her, inclining reverentially. But you mustn't miss your dance, she reproved. Nay, I don't want to dance that. It's not one as I care about. Yet you invited me to it. He laughed very heartily at this. (laughs) I never thought of that, that not long in taking a curl out of me. It was her turn to laugh quickly. You don't look as if you'd come much uncurled, she said. I'm like a pig's tail, I curl because I can help it, he laughed. Are you a miner? she said. Yes, I went down when I was ten. She looked at him in wondering dismay. Ten? Wasn't it very hard? You soon get used to it. You live like the mice, and you pop out at night to see what's going on. She looked at him startled. This was a new tract of life suddenly opened before her. She realised the life of the miners, hundreds of them toiling below the earth and coming up at evening. He seemed to her noble. He risked his life daily and with gaiety. The next Christmas they were married, and for three months she was perfectly happy. They lived, so she thought, in his own house. It was small but convenient enough, and quite nicely furnished, with solid, worthy stuff that suited her honest soul. Sometimes, when she herself wearied of love-talk, she tried to open her heart seriously to him. She saw him listen deferentially, but without understanding. This killed her efforts at a finer intimacy, and she had flashes of fear. Sometimes he was restless of an evening. It was not enough for him just to be near her, she realized. But in the fourth month, when she was brushing his Sunday coat, she felt papers in the breast pocket, and, seized with a sudden curiosity, took them out to read. They were the bills of the household furniture still unpaid look here she said that night after he was washed and had his dinner i found these in the pocket of your sunday coat haven't you settled the bills yet no i haven't had a chance but you told me all was paid i'd better go into nottingham on saturday and settle them i don't like sitting on another man's chairs and eating from an unpaid table i can have your bank book can't i that can i it "'For what good it'll be to thee?' "'He had told her he had a good bit of money left over. "'She realised it was no use asking questions. "'She sat rigid with bitterness and indignation. "'The next day she went down to see his mother. "'Didn't you buy the furniture for Walter?' she asked. "'Yes, I did,' the elder woman retorted. "'And how much did he give you to pay for it?' Eighty pounds, if you're so keen on knowing.' Eighty pounds?' there are forty-two pounds still owing i can't help that but where has it all gone you'll find all the papers i think if you look beside ten pound as he owes me and six pound as the wedding cost down here six pounds echoed gertrude morell it seemed to her monstrous that after her own father had paid so heavily for her wedding six pounds more should have been squandered in eating and drinking at walter's parents house "'And how much has he sunk in his houses?' she asked.